Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Ashley Hollis. Welcome out to Changemakers Week 4. I am loving these stories, loving getting to hear what God is doing in each of the lives in our church, the change makers that God has brought to this family. I hope that it is inspiring you. I hope that it is equipping you. Marcus, thank you for sharing your story for this week. I can't wait to dig into what God is speaking to us for this Sunday. Rama, the word of God. Before we get started, I would love to pray. And so if you would just bow your heads, close your eyes where you are, let's get started. God, I just thank you for this time of worship. I thank you for what you are going to speak today during this time. God, I just pray for every individual, whether they're in person or online. God, I pray that you would meet us where we are, that you would speak directly to our hearts with that living word of God, your rhema in our lives. God, I just pray for today. I pray you would open our hearts, open our ears and open our eyes to what you want to do today. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, if the change kids haven't already left yet, you probably ran out of here. But if they haven't left yet, change kids, go ahead and head out with Miss Kirby, your fearless leader. It is going to be a great day in change kids. I just want to give our team a huge shout out today. Listen, I have been honored to serve in the Change Kids Department these past couple months since we've been meeting back together. Families, if you haven't gotten to come back in person with us, I encourage you to get your kids involved. It is incredible what's happening in that Change Kids classroom, the, the relationships that are being formed and the word of God that the kids are learning. It has been so much fun. The kids are absolutely hilarious. I come out every week with the most Oh, hilarious stories. And so if you're not on a team, maybe you want to jump into the Change Kids team or get involved with Belong. There are so many ways to get involved, but I can't wait to dig in today. Are you guys excited to dig in today? I hope that you will still interact with me. I know that we are back to filming just last week and this week. Actually, Pastor Elijah and I went away. Um, Elijah's family had a wedding out in Idaho. And so we are out in the Pacific Northwest right now. So excited, probably somewhere near Glacier National Park. But we are online with you right now and love being in the chats and seeing what God is doing. Thank you, Teresa, Heather, team, for what you do for the online community. What a special time that we can be together, even when we're home or even when we're traveling. So though I'm not with you in person, okay, I need you to get involved. I need you to talk. I need you to get out your notebook. I need you to write some things down. I have been praying over this message, and I believe that God wants to speak to each of us. He has absolutely opened my eyes, expanded my brain um, as I've been studying for today. And so, listen, I tell the team all the time, you will find what you seek. 
If you are here today and you are seeking to have a new experience, you are seeking to learn from God's word, then I promise you will find that. But if you have come and you're just sitting, maybe you're doing something at home in the middle of this message. Hey, listen, you'll find what you seek. And if you want to find the presence of God, if you want to find his healing touch that moves mountains, I promise you, you will find that today. So come ready, come expect it. Make sure that you um, grab out your notebook, take some notes. We are going to chat through some really exciting things. But I want to really address what Marcus talked about in his video. I want to address Rama, the word of God. And so I want to back us up a little bit. This is going to be kind of like a, a biblical history lesson to kick us off. I want to make sure that we are all on the same page. You know, for me, when I was young, I've told you this before, but I grew up a pastor's kid. I grew up in church my whole life and I loved it. And when I was young, we had this thing at our church called Junior Bible Quiz. And we had these like different teams. I don't know if anyone else had this in your church when you were growing up, but we had junior Bible quiz and we had these teams and you had this deck of 366 questions and you had 10 point questions that were like a little easier, maybe like how many books are in the Bible or things. You had yellows, which are like a little bit harder scripture memorization type thing. And then you had the green cards, I believe they were, which were like, hard questions. They were worth 30 points, like that kind of thing. And so I remember learning so many facts about the Bible when I was young. It was the best way to learn about the history of the Bible, the context of the Bible, who wrote the books of the Bible. I had a blast with it. And then we had these teams and you had these competitions and oh, it was so much fun. But today I want to talk about the history of the Bible. You know, when the Bible was written, just so that we all start on the same page, when the Bible was written, we have the Old Testament and we have the New Testament, okay? The Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew. The New Testament was originally written in Greek. And so these books were originally written by so many different men, so many different authors that came together to compose the Bible as we know it, the living, breathing Word of God. That is why this church is founded on the Word of God because we believe this Bible is true. We believe that God gives hope, God gives healing, God speaks to us through His Word. So you have the Hebrew in the Old Testament, you have the New Testament in Greek. And then through the years, the Bible was translated, right? And it was brought up to speed with the different languages. And so you and I have our Bible today. You probably have it in English. Maybe you have your Bible in Spanish. Maybe you have it in French, Portuguese. I love that our church is a multicultural church. You know, for Christmas, we were getting a new Bible for Leticia and we had to get her one that was... Um, one side is English and one side is Portuguese. So that it was like great that she could read the Portuguese and really understand. And then it was in English so that we could read it together and understand. And so I love that we're able to read the word of God in different languages. But to bring you up to speed, the New Testament was in Greek. And so as we read this, there are many scriptures that you might read that talk about the word of God. And it's translated the same. Hebrews talks about the living, breathing word of God. Ephesians talks about the word of God. Acts talks about the word of God. We have all of 
these scriptures, hundreds of them, that talk about the word of God. But what's fascinating is the Greek word that is actually used for the word of God, there are two forms of it. You have the word of God, which is logos, and then you have the word of God, which is rhema, which is what Marcus talked about today. And today I kind of want to pull this apart. I kind of want to talk about the difference between logos and rhema so that we can be all on the same page. Okay. So get out your notebook, get ready to write, grab out your Bible. We are going to start talking about this. What is logos? Logos simply means something that was said. It is the written word of God. It is if I read this, if I read the Bible, let me flip to Hebrews. And if you want to go with me, let's go to Hebrews 4 verse 12. And I've read this scripture before, but I want to, I want to show it to you again. Hebrews 4 12 says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The word here, the word of God is logos. That means this, the written, the spoken word of God. It is living and it is active. We've talked before about how it separates what might be from God versus what is our flesh. Things that we should hold on to, things that we shouldn't hold on to. That is the logos word of God. But then we have this rhema, the word of God and rhema is an utterance, an implication. You see, Rama is when God speaks to you individually. And let me give you an example of this. You see, I've grown up reading the word of God. I love to study the word of God. I love to read it. I love to apply it to my life. But I remember when Elijah and I have made decisions, when Elijah and I have gone through times where I was in the hospital, maybe it was a difficult financial time. We have gone through so many different seasons in our life, transitions in our life where we've prayed, God, what do you want us to do right now? God, I need you to show up. God, I need a confirmation from you that you've got this, that you are in control. I believe that some of you are sitting here today and you're in the exact same place as what I'm explaining. You're saying, I need a confirmation from you. God, I am so overwhelmed with what's going on in my family or what decisions I'm making for my job. Or maybe you just stepped into a new season. Maybe you're finishing out your school year and you're like, oh, I am so overwhelmed. God, I need confirmation that you are in this, that I can trust you, that you're in control. Can I tell you that's where Rama, the utterance, the word of God comes in? You know, nowhere in this scripture, does it say Elijah and Ashley Hollis moved to Philadelphia? That's not written in the Bible. I always wish I, when I pray to God, I'm like, God, I just want handwriting on the wall. Like I want to know exactly what you want us to do. But you see, we read and we memorize and we dig into logos, the spoken written word of God. But then we open ourselves up to Rhema, the uttered word of God, the word of God that he wants to speak directly to us, that he wants to imply in our lives. But let me just challenge you with this because I wrote this down as I was studying and I was going into this. Listen, if you don't understand logos, you will misinterpret 
rhema. If you don't know reading, studying, memorizing, logos, this word of God, then when someone speaks to you, or maybe you have a thought and you're like, I don't know what that was. Listen, if you've already learned the logos, the word of God, if you've taken time in your devotions, you know, we talk about devotions. You know how simple that is? A devotion is saying, God, I'm devoted to you. God, I'm devoting this time to reading your word, to hearing from you, to praying, to seeking you. That is what a devotion is. And as you sit and as you read and as you study, then whenever you have that moment that God speaks to you and you say, oh, I have a feeling. I feel like God is telling me to speak to that person. I feel like God is telling me to give towards that ministry. I feel like God wants me to speak to that individual or pray for that person. When you have those feelings, then you can say, does that align with what God's called me to do? Yes. We serve a generous God. I read all the time about God and how he is generous and what he calls us to and the principles that he has in motion. Can I tell you that when you have that feeling, you can hold it against this. You can say, does this align with logos, the word of God? And when it does and when it aligns with that, then you are ready. You are ready to move. You are equipped to move. But the other thing that I thought was very fascinating as I was studying this is, you know, maybe you're already there. Maybe you would say, Ashley, I do that. I do my devotions. I read the word of God. I am devouring that. I have my sword for war. I am memorizing scripture. I am there. Can I share with you a very fascinating scripture? And I wrote this scripture down because I thought it was amazing. In Romans 10, 17, it says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the rhema, the word of God. You know, we also see this in Matthew 4, 4, when Jesus was being tempted by Satan. He answered, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word, rhema, that proceeds from the mouth of God. Can I tell you that the most fascinating thing in my studies was that the scriptures that we read that are about overcoming by the word of God. You know, when we talk in Ephesians, in Ephesians 6 is the incredible scripture of the armor of God. And in this scripture, the Bible's talking about putting on the full armor of God, right? And going through all of the things. But can I tell you in, in Ephesians 6 verse 17, it says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Do you know that the word of God, where it's translated through the Bible in every different aspect, whether it's Jesus who was tempted by Satan, whether it's the armor of God, where it's saying, take up the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Do you know the word that is used there is rhema? That means the, the, the living word of God, the, the word of God that comes personally to you. You know what I believe God wants to do in us as a church? I believe that God wants to begin to speak directly to us. I believe that he wants to get us in frequency to hear him. I believe that we've gone here 
I believe that a lot of our church is here. We're reading the word of God. We're diving in. We're doing our devotions. But I believe God wants us to take it up a little bit. I believe that God wants to speak with the word of God that is personal, that is directed, that is what's going to get us through the battle. That's what's going to get you through those nights of anxiety. The questions where you don't know what to do or how to do it, where you feel so overwhelmed. Maybe you're raising kids and you would say, oh my goodness, I don't even know what to do next. God, I need your strength. God, I need your energy. Wherever you might find yourself today, I believe that God wants to speak his rhema into our lives, that he wants to speak to us personally. But you know what we have to do? Number one, we have to know logos. We have to know his word. It is a measuring stick that everything is compared to. That's one of the beautiful things about being here in community at Change Church. I love that we are a community. Man, in these prayer nights, God has been speaking. I encourage you to get to this next prayer night. We had a powerful prayer time last two weeks ago. We had a prayer time where we said, you know what? God, we are believing you. We are magnifying what you've done. And now we are praying and believing in unity for each other. There were powerful moments that were had together. Rama speaking to somebody saying, God gave me a word. God told me he has this season under control for you. God said that he has this planned for you. God is ready and he is here with you and he has strength, that encouragement. But you know what? You have to know logos, the spoken and written word of God to know how to measure and how to take the ram up. And then I believe number two, that we have to allow time to hear the word of God. You know, I think back to when I was young, when I was, I guess, maybe 13, 14, um, 14 years old, when September 11th happened, I remember that day so distinctly. If you were already born, I'm sure you remember that day as well. September 11, 2001, I remember that was the day that I first had to go to a doctor for my scoliosis. And my mom and my dad and myself were in the car and we were driving to the doctor. And I remember hearing on the radio that a plane had hit the first of the World Trade Centers. And I remember my dad being like, wow, wait, what happened? This is crazy. Oh my goodness. And then we went out to the doctor's office and when we got there, they said, oh my goodness, a second plane has hit the second tower. And I remember that day unfolding. But you know what God brought me back to? That day, sitting in the doctor's office, my dad began, he said to the doctor, listen, what do you have so we can get the news on? And the doctor pulled out a TV and he pulled out those old antennas. I don't know if anyone remembers what they are. Now, I have an antenna in my house now, but it's like this little box that goes behind your TV. So it's like nothing like what antennas used to be. But they used to be the long metal antennas and you had to kind of turn them a little bit and you had to be patient and you had to take time to get it to where there was no fuzz, to where you could see the stations clearly, to where you could hear what the reporters were saying clearly. And I remember sitting there on the doctor's um, table and my parents sitting there and my dad just fidgeting. If you know my dad at all, he loves to get everything perfect. And he's like, we can do this better. We can get this perfect. And so he's fidgeting a little bit with the, with the antenna and getting it so that we could tune in to what was happening. 
I believe that God wants us to, number two, allow time to tune in to his frequency, to tune in to what he wants to speak personally. I believe that he wants to take us out of our comfort zone as change makers. What takes us from just doing good to doing godly work in our spaces? It doesn't matter if it's your coworkers. It doesn't matter if it's your friends, your family, a community service project. The difference between you doing just good work and you doing godly work is hearing that rhema saying, God, I pray that you would use me as we serve our city. God, I pray you would give me a conversation that I can have. God, if anyone needs prayer encouragement, I pray you would just open my eyes to see. Maybe somebody has a need. God, I pray you would give me boldness. And then as God begins to speak, hey, Ashley, you need to meet that person's need. Hey, Ash, you need to share this scripture. Text that to somebody. That's the word of God speaking to me. And I know it's in alignment with his spoken written word of God. And the third thing is we have to create a space to grow and learn from God's word together. You know, that's why we have change groups. It's so that we can learn and grow together. That's why we value community. That's why we encourage you. That's why we pray over these invite cards. That's why we share on social media. It's not just to do it. It's not just because it's a cool thing to do. It's because in community, God speaks. His word says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. God wants us to grow together. And we as change makers have to create a space to grow together. We have to create a space to hear from God. But you know what it takes? It takes each of us saying, yes, I am going to go to that next level. You know what? I am going to dig into the word of God so that I know and I understand how to speak and how to encourage and how to love prophetically with the word of God. And then it means you saying and praying and seeking God in your quiet time saying, God, speak to me for my friends. Speak to me for my change group. God, I want to show up with something to give. I want to show up with a conversation to have. God, I believe that this friend, this coworker needs a relationship with you. God, would you give me the opportunity to share? Would you give me the boldness to hand this invite card? Would you help me, God, to be ready to be prepared and give me the words to say. It's creating a space together. I believe that God wants to do that in each and every one of our lives. You know, I want to end by doing this. I want to end by bowing our heads, closing our eyes, wherever you find yourself, whatever it may be. You know, I believe that no matter where you are, God wants to use each of us to go to the next level. Because do you know what? I wrote this down. The more we read and know the logos, the more we can hear the rhema of God in our lives. Listen, ma'am, sir, I don't know where you might find yourself today. Maybe you're sitting here today and you say, Ash, I am at my wit's end. I feel so overwhelmed. I've got so many things going on. I'm stepping into a new season. 
I'm believing God for huge miracles. I'm making some big steps. I'm believing with some huge faith. Maybe you find yourself there today. Can I tell you, God wants to speak to you with his own voice. He wants to encourage you. He wants to say to you, listen, I got this. Listen, I'm going to walk you through. You know, we have scripture after scripture about healing, but maybe God's going to give you a personal scripture for the healing he's bringing about in your life. That's what it is. It's God bringing it to your remembrance, bringing it to your heart. I know sometimes God has called me to step out in things that have scared me out of my mind. And I remember, God, I know you called Peter to step out of the boat and you were with him even when his eyes came off of you. That's God reminding me, I've got this. I've got you. Step out of the boat. Trust me. Believe in me. Keep your eyes fixed on me. What is God bringing back to your memory right now? Is it a scripture that maybe you read a long time ago? Is it something you learned when you were little? What is God bringing back to your memory that he's confirming right now in your dreams? Hey, don't give up on that. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not preaching an easy, comfortable message. I am telling you that when Jesus sat and was tempted, he overcame with Rhema, the word of God, the living word of God that was spoken to him in that moment. That is what Jesus used to overcome. What do you do when you put on the armor of God? You grab hold of that word of God. God wants to speak personally to you. I'm asking you today, are you creating space to get in tune with God? Are you creating space and time to get into sync? Not a quick change of the channels on cable. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about sitting there and saying, no, God, I want to hear you a little more clear. God, I, I don't want to accept the fuzz. I don't want to accept the static. God, I want to hear directly from you. And if I have to sit, I'm going to sit. And if I have to kneel, I'm going to kneel. Whatever that looks like, I'm going to do it because I need you. As Sean prepares to come back for a time of worship, I want to pray over us. I want to pray over each person that is hearing this message, whether you are in the online community, maybe you are here in the building, live and well, you are ready for this. No matter where you are, living room, kitchen, or in warehouse on Watts, would you go ahead and stand to your feet right now? And would you just raise your hands and would you just invite God's presence, his word to speak over you? to cleanse your mind, to fill you with what you need to hear today. Come on, this is for you to be filled up to go into this week. This is for you ready to go in. We just came out of a week of groups, learning and growing together. Iron sharpens iron, creating that space to hear the word of God. Come on, can you say, God, I just need to hear from you. Out of an act of surrender, would you raise your hands? God, I just thank you right now for what you've spoken 
in this day. God, I thank you for what you've challenged us with. God, we thank you for Logos, the word of God that was written and spoken years ago. But God, we thank you that it doesn't stop there. God, that you are a speaking God and you are still meeting us. You are giving us power and authority and boldness going into our weeks. And God, those are not just words that we say, but God, you bring it to us personally. You bring us provision. God, you bring healing. You bring freedom. God, as we allow you to speak, as we allow to sit and say, God, we trust you. God, I pray that you would be with every individual today. Allow us to have a fresh word from you, a fresh word for our seasons, a fresh word for our family, a fresh word for the healings that we are praying for, a fresh word for the seasons that are overwhelming. God, a fresh word for the dreams that you've given us. God, I pray you would bring that back to life. God, you are a living God. So we pray for living dreams. We pray for life. God, we thank you that you are speaking that right now. In your name we pray, amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.